in downtown Monmouth. Joining us in the studio is Monmouth Police Chief Joe Schweitzer. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Good. Good. All right. Let's talk about your monthly report that uh-huh. you were able to present at the city council sure. meeting. Tell us all about it. Well, I at, at the end of the year, uh, you know, I, I give statistics every month on on various different aspects of what we do uh, on a monthly basis. And uh, the 2022 uh, year in totals, I just wanted to go over uh, again real quick. Um, in 2022, we'd made three, 531 arrests. Uh, we'd issued 1,137 ordinance violations. Uh, Monmouth Police Department handled 14,254 calls and our dispatch center handled 27,003 calls. Um, we handled 233 accidents and the officers worked 716 grant hours. Um, and I added on top of that, uh, with our, our drug uh, task force agent, uh, we've seized approximately uh, $63,000 in uh, cash and property over the last year. Um, we've intercepted uh, 30 plus pounds of marijuana and three plus pounds of uh, methamphetamine. Um, and those are drugs that were coming into the community uh, that we, we were able to stop before they got into the community. Okay, how, how do you feel about those numbers? Are those up, are those down, are those average? What do you, what's your take? You know, compared, in, and I know other places, you know, crime is uh, spiking uh, or various different crimes are spiking. Uh, those numbers of ours compared to uh, the past years are about uh, normal. Um, as far as the arrests we make, uh, the number of calls that we, uh, that we do, and um, actually the, uh, the calls that we handled uh, were down um, a little over 1,000 calls compared to last year. So uh, th- that ebbs and flows just like anything else does. Um, the calls that we, our dispatch center handled were actually up um, uh, by 264. So um, th- those numbers do fluctuate, uh, you know, from year to year. But they, they're, uh, since I've been the police chief 2017, uh, those numbers have stayed about, about the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, 27,000 calls, so bless your dispatcher's hearts. They, uh, mm-hmm. they do a really good job. They do. 27,000 in 365 days. Yes, 27,000 calls, and, and that's, you know, for 16 different agencies uh, that we, our dispatch center handles. That's amazing. So glad that they're there. That is a position that you are always looking for, quality uh, people to be in leadership roles and in general, because that's your first line of communication when an emergency occurs. That is. That's that's the first person someone talks to when they call 911 uh, or call the police department. Uh, that's the lifeline uh, for our police officers that are on the street handling calls. And uh, we, we are always looking for uh, applicants for dispatch center. Uh, so if anyone's interested, they can come to the police station, uh, pick an application up, or uh, give me a call, and I'll put you in the right direction to get a, an application filled out. Okay, and our understanding is it is a good career uh, as far as pay and benefits. It is. It, it's a good, and, and we do have uh, several dispatchers that have been there uh, on the long haul. And I've known over the almost 30 years that I've been at the police department, uh, a handful of people that have actually retired from being dispatcher. And uh, so it is a career. Um, it's, I think it's a fulfilling career. Um, it's a stressful career, but it's very fulfilling. I mean, you're part of that chain 
that's helping the community, uh, that's helping people that are in need. And uh, like I said, you're that first person uh, someone talks to when they call 911 or, or the police department. And if you want to learn more about the dispatch uh, uh, career or position, you can go to the Facebook page for the police department. We have a video we produced uh, earlier last yes. year. Yes. It uh, actually has some firsthand accounts of dispatchers. Yes, and, and several of the dispatchers are on there and they explain uh, you know, some of the facets of the job and, and what they have gotten out of uh, you know, uh, their time as a dispatcher. And uh, those, there's actually two videos, I believe, on there, and they can go watch those. Okay. All right, so those are the numbers for the end of the year 2022. Uh, what else are you seeing? Uh, one of the things that you've talked about that has grown as a crime, unfortunately, but it's everywhere growing, is theft. Yes. Uh, that's something that, that is constantly out there. And, uh, you know, with the economy being the way it is, uh, you know, I think there's people out there that are trying to, to gain, you know, more uh, revenue or, or income streams. Um, but we, we've always dealt with thefts. Um, a, a lot of it is, uh, you know, it's a responsibility on everybody. Uh, you need to keep your, your cars secured and your garages secured and your houses secured. And uh, there are people uh, out late at night, two, three, four o'clock in the morning that are roaming the streets just looking for uh, an easy target, which is an unlocked car door, uh, an unlocked garage, and uh, they're going to take advantage of that situation. Um, so I recommend and, and let everybody know as much as we can, keep your cars locked, keep your garages locked, keep your houses locked. And if you're letting, if you have your car sitting out on the street, don't have anything in don't have your laptop or your, your tennis shoes or anything else sitting, you know, in the wide open inside the car. Put that stuff under the seat, put it in the trunk, take it inside with you. Um, keep your, your high dollar or personal items out of your vehicle if it's going to be sitting on the street. Okay. Are people still doing the Cadillac converter thefts? Yes. We, yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's happening as much recently as it was here in town but it, it's still out there okay uh, what else is going on uh, uh th this is also cyber stalking awareness month i should point out as well do you guys deal with that a lot uh we do from time to time yeah <coughs> excuse me tell us all about it well i you know cyber stalking um and i'm just looking over some notes here uh examples of it are, are sending unwanted uh you know social media emails texts uh, frightening or obscene emails and texts uh, or instant messages, and you're 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 targeting a certain person, and uh, those can be harassing or threatening, um, you know, on on all forms of social media, um, or tracking your use of of the internet and how often you're on social media and what you're looking at, and and that. And one of the things that uh, people use with their kids that can be beneficial is a tracking device on their phones. Mm -hmm. A lot of parents, you know, send their kids off to college and mm -hmm. just uh, for, you know, safety, just want to know where, where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, but that can be, you know, a jealous boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you. So how, how do you get those off? Well, at some of those things, and I know like, uh, obviously we have that, I have a, a teenage daughter and uh, we keep track of where she's at with uh, Life360. And, uh, but I think you have to have, uh, that other person, that person's phone has to opt into it also. Uh, 
Now, if you have an ex, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, and, and uh, you know, they, they have your phone number or you had something like that set up, um, I know I think the kids do that nowadays so they can keep track of where, where each other's at. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if that relationship's ended and you're uh-huh. moving on, uh, you know, get ask them to get that off the phone so they can't track you where right. you're at. Um, um, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, a friend group, uh, which I know they do also. Um, you know, all the friends have the, the Life360 plugged into their phones and they can track where all their friends are at. I, I don't know if I'd recommend uh, doing that or not. But uh, there there's numerous ways out there, uh, you know, that you guys can stay in communication uh, without you know, tracking where everybody's at. Um, I did see a, uh, you know, the AirTags, uh, the Apple AirTags uh, that, that people use now. Um, a, uh, a friend of mine that went to the FBI, I went to the FBI Academy with, um, actually found, uh, he was looking through his daughter's uh, book bag, and this is in another state, and came across, it wasn't an Apple AirTag, it was a different type of GPS uh, tag that he found in her backpack. So somewhere along the line, he surmises that someone slipped that into her backpack. So those are those are things you have to you know think about nowadays. And um, it would be easy for someone to to slip a something like that into you know your son or daughter's backpack and and not even know it. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, a while back, sometime early last year, the Burlington Police Department had put out a, a just letting people know that air tags or GPS devices, people were going through parking lots, mm-hmm. putting them inside the fender mm-hmm. of a person's uh, tire, you know, rear rear tires, and then following that or being able to locate them where they lived mm-hmm. and then scoping it out to try to be able to, you know, if they weren't home, the GPS showed they weren't home, they knew then to go back to that house and possibly make thefts, so right. burglaries rather. Um, so that's creepy too. Yeah, and, you know, that that um, I, I'd recommend and. A lot of people, they may not pay attention, you know, to to things like that or think of things like that. Uh, those things do happen, and uh, that that's when you want to go check, you know, your son or daughter's car out. Do a do a good look over, um, and you know, go through the backpack and see if if there's anything in there like that. Um, you know, there's a whole host of, of things you can do to prevent those types of things from happening. Okay. And uh, anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, today? It's the end of the month. Uh, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, so mm-hmm. everybody needs to be careful about Super Bowl parties. We do, and uh, there'll be, uh, uh, you know, extra officers out uh, through the Illinois Department of Transportation grants that we have uh, doing the traffic details. Uh, they're, they're looking for DUI um, uh, stops, uh, cell phone usage, seat belts. And uh, so they'll be out in force, uh, you know, looking for those violations. You know what? When you were talking about um, going back to the device, the devices attracting people, finding out where their friends are, those group chats, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do, have you guys seen the meme where it says, if you want to know where your friends were in our day, you go look for where the bicycles are living? Right, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. the truth, though? Yeah. That's uh, that's how we we found our friends was where, right. where were the bicycles. Right. My, how times have changed. I know, it has to. Now we're talking about people putting GPS devices on our vehicles or in your daughter's backpack. Right. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, technology is great, but there are are downsides to technology also. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. Any, oh, one last story. If you want to read this, uh, Chief, this came out from the Surgeon General, so you're going to hear quite a bit about this. Okay. 
Do you want me to read it out? Sure, uh, out? sure. Okay. It's a press release. Uh, out of Washington, D.C., the U.S. Surgeon General says 13 is too young for children to join social media. Uh, speaking with CNN, Vivek Murthy explained the skewed and distorted environment of social media does a disservice to children who are still developing their identity. He, he comments, his comments come together despite many social media platforms allowing teens that young to sign up for an account. Murthy suggested parents band together to keep their kids off social media until a more appropriate age. New research out of the University of North Carolina and Chapel Hill also suggests that frequently checking social media can actually change the brain chemistry of adolescents. So that's the research that they've been doing mm -hmm. on the use of social media by by youngsters. So mm -hmm. what do you think of that? Um, I, I, I'm sure they, they put a lot of effort into that study and a lot of data went into that study, and I'm, I'm sure that's... That's fairly accurate. <laughs> well, you, you've got uh, uh, young kids that, uh -huh. that you've grown and, and raised and grown, I should say. Mm -hmm. So you've seen this generation on social media. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it started um, uh, with, you know, my son. Uh, he's obviously older now, but that's, you know, the, the, the flip phones and the texting and, and whatnot. You know, fast forwarding to today, uh, the, the different uh, types of social media that, you know, kids are on and, and what they're doing on the social media is just, um, it's unbelievable compared to the way it was. I heard someone the other day say um, about social media, they were alluding to this story that was coming out that, you know, they're 25 and looking at TikTok, 25 looking mm -hmm. at TikTok, seeing the grossly stupidity of TikTok, but getting a, a laugh out of it. Mm -hmm. A 13-year-old's brain does not see TikTok, the same content the same way as a 25-year-old, right. hence the challenges with TikTok, uh, and not just TikTok. I'm not just trying to pick on TikTok, mm -hmm. but my husband's a teacher and a coach, so we've heard of these TikTok challenges that take place. <laughs> right, right. And uh, they're, 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 not, they're not good for a youngster. No, and, you know, without getting into all the, the geopolitical aspects of it, uh, there are a lot of state uh, governments and uh, government levels that are banning the use of TikTok. On, on their uh, government-owned devices. Um, and TikTok in the United States is different than it is other places. Really? And um, if you do a little research on that, uh, there's plenty of, of information out there about it. But uh, in some places, uh, it's more of a learning uh, channel for, for kids to get on and learn, you know, various different things, uh, you know, the history, uh, culture, uh, that type of thing. And it seems like here in the United States, TikTok is full of, you know, people trying to get a, a laugh out of, you know, opening a jar of pickles or whatever that, you know, the case may be. So um, I did not know that I've never been on TikTok. I, I've never been on TikTok either. I mean, I, I've seen TikTok videos, but I, I don't have it. But uh, I do know there's a lot of information out there about that. Okay, Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, TikTok, it's, it's an absorption app. So what that means is that it takes the information out of your phone and collects that and gets sent through TikTok servers. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, everything that you have on your device um, that could be locked down or you think that's locked down um, potentially is open to you know anybody that has access to the TikTok servers. And being stored somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a crazy world. Gentlemen, you do good work. Thank you so much for thank everything you. you guys do. Your officers, uh, our dispatchers, please go tell them thanks so much for, I mean, 27,000 calls again in one year is unbelievable. And that's just documented calls. True. Yeah. So True. keep that in mind that, that there's yeah. probably at no, least you're right. 
five to 10,000 more that come into that dispatch Those center. are the calls that are sent into our CAD system where it was an actual call. That doesn't count the, the calls uh, to the police department or the fire department that come through the dispatch center that's like, you know, hey, what do I do if I need to get my, you know, my cat uh, spayed or neutered? And we answer that question, and that call doesn't get generated in the CAD system. Uh, but we, I mean, we receive thousands of calls like that. My um, power's out. Yeah. That call uh, comes in a sure, lot. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, I called from the transmitter site when diesel fuel was spilling all over the ground mm-hmm. from another mm-hmm. uh, piece of property there, and I didn't want to. And I thought, well, I don't want to bother dispatch with this, so I'll just call the fire department, let them know, mm-hmm. um, not realizing that, well, duh, yeah, I should, you know, because it is somebody else's property, yeah. meaning that they'll have to come deal with it. Right. But you're right, those kind of calls happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know on a daily basis how many, you know, calls we get like that, but uh, um, a lot of those don't warrant being entered into the CAD system right. and having an officer uh, respond or an ambulance respond. Uh, most of them are just questions on on how to do something or where can I go to, to find this information. So they do stay pretty busy. Okay, thank you guys very much. I appreciate you being here today. Yeah, you bet. Anytime. All right, that is Monmouth Police Chief Joe Schweitzer with us on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1. And you heard from investigator Josh Kramer with the Monmouth Police